Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about push and pull. So yesterday we talked about becoming elastic, becoming elastic about how sometimes God stretches us. It seems like he's taking us in a direction away from the goal. It's like he's stretching us back and it's building this stretch or this potential energy that can be released toward the target on the other side. And the further we pull into that stretch, the more energy and power and potential that can be released going in the other direction. And I've just been thinking about this. Our human bodies, our physical bodies, are built on these push and pull system, these balancing pairs of muscles. For example, you got a bicep and a tricep on your arm. The bicep pulls the arm one way, the tricep extends the arm in the other direction. While one side is contracting, the other side needs the ability to fully relax, and then vice versa. And it's this push and the pull, the balance of how those two work together. They really enable our bodies to move, enable our bodies to function, enable us to move with strength and power and speed and flexibility and all these types of things. I think there's some spiritual lessons in this for us as well, in that sometimes we need to push towards our goals. Paul, The Apostle Paul says, I press on toward the high calling. Sometimes we need to push toward those goals. At other times, it seems like God circles us around. He takes us in a different direction. We've got to pull into that as well. As he's storing it up so that we can press into that goal again. Think about the balance in life of just resting and working. The more you rest, it builds up that potential energy where you can work more. It's this balance in life that enables work to happen, that releases power. And so we're going to take communion over this today, asking God to help us to understand this and to walk in this and to function in this at new levels. But let's go through our filters for today. Let's pray and we'll go through our filters for today and then we'll get into our time of communion. Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody who's watching or listening, their families, their friends, everybody connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light. Into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. And to make your face shine upon us, let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive everything you've given us in Christ. 
and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities and make the most of them. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's go through our filters for today. So these filters are short things that I write at the top of my journal every night. As a way to help me stay in rhythm with God and as a way to filter my decision making, keep these things top of mind. I like to start with the big picture vision. And for me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world. Making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. Our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, it started about 10 years ago in Proverbs 13, 22. It changed the course of my life. It says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking about what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations. And it inspired me to make a commitment to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I didn't know where to start. So I began to seek after God. And he was so faithful. He began to show up. He began to teach me and to train me. He taught me this whole new way to live. A completely different way to operate my life. Where we learn how to do things his way. We learn how to walk in the light. We learn how to rest and trust in him. To walk in his way of doing things. Now it wasn't easy all the time. Learning how to walk this out. I went through some struggles. Still learning how to walk this out. I just began to document what I was learning and things I was going through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and blueprints that we have now called the Abundant Life Blueprint. And the vision is to build abundant life training centers all over the world that are implementing these blueprints with thriving communities of people working together in unity, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then this year in 2022, our filter has been the year of the beautiful land. In the Old Testament, God told the people he's going to give them the best and most beautiful land in the entire world. And that was going to be their inheritance. And that's symbolic for us of this rich inheritance that we have in Christ. This promised land with all the promises that we have in Christ. And this year, God's been teaching us how to walk in those promises, to possess them and to keep them by filling up the basket of praise. Imagine two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, you got a basket full of the issues and problems. And we could fill that basket up with venting and complaining and pouting and stress and frustration. Or we could cast those cares over into that basket. We can turn around. We can start filling up the basket of praise. Praising God for who he is. That he's our healer. He's our provider. He's more than enough. He's the God of all peace. The God of all hope. The God of all comfort. The God of all grace. He's a God of order. He's light. He's love. He's the Lord Almighty. He's our wonderful counselor. Prince of peace, everlasting father. He's our righteousness and the one who makes us holy and sanctifies us. We could praise him for all the promises that we have in Christ. Because for whatever problem we threw into the basket, he's got a promise for us. 
If we'll seek him for that promise, we'll believe it, we'll receive it. We'll learn to rest and trust in it, keep filling up the basket of praise for it, even when it looks like it's not true. He's going to help us to walk in those promises. And then this month in December of 2022, our filter has been paths beyond tracing out. In Romans chapter 11, it says that God's paths are beyond tracing out. And we've asked God this month to help us to lay out the path of our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, with the milestones along the way. Milestones are significant points of development. I think we have all got a slightly different path in our journey with God, but I believe there are some common milestones along that path, some significant points of development along that path. And we've asked him to help us to lay those out over the next month here. And then this week, as we go around the yearly cycle, think of the yearly cycle like a 360-degree view of God, of who he is and all that he's done for us in Christ. Different times of the year teach us different things about him. And right now in December, this is a time I found where God is often transitioning things. He's moving the pieces around to move us to the next level. But to move us to the next level requires us moving into some new things. And he's often stretching us during this time. He's expanding our capacity to be able to to do more, to release more power, more of his grace and power into the world. And rather than fighting him on this, we have to learn how to relax into that stretch. Not only to relax into it, but actually to embrace it and to pull into that stretch like we talked about yesterday. Because it builds up this potential energy. It makes us more elastic. And today we're asking God to help us to understand that balance of the push and the pull. How the opposing forces work together in our life. Often we think of them as bad, but really it's what releases work. It's what releases power in our life. Like we talked about yesterday, think of a golfer. Before he hits the ball forward, he actually swings backwards. Stores up that energy. You could think of a bow and arrow. You pull it back first. You store up that potential energy. And at just the right time, you release it toward the target. I think God does the same for us. As Heavenly Father, we're asking for you to help us to understand the push and pull of life, the balance of it, how it functions, and help us move to the next level of it. And to continually move to higher and higher levels of it in our lives. But why don't we take communion every day? Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. The Apostle Paul says, every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus. And in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in this new covenant. And so as we take communion today, we're asking God, we're believing him, that he's going to set this in motion in our lives, this push and pull, so that we release greater levels of work and power out into the world, of his grace and beauty and power. But it's also important we take communion the right way. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 says we ought to be examining ourselves. It says, so then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread or drink of the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. And that's why so many among you are weak and sick and a number of you fallen asleep. 
But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we're judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not finally be condemned with the world. And I think there's a great reciprocal of this verse. And if we take communion the right way, we examine ourselves, we're discerning in regard to ourselves and the body of Christ. It can, has the potential to make us healthy and strong and give us long life. So let's take a moment to examine ourselves. First, let's celebrate. What are the ways that we've walked in the light? Let's say over the last 24 hours, the ways we've walked in the light, walked in the truth, walked in love. Symptoms of that. Number one, we're resting in our soul. We are at rest on the inside. Ways that we put God's first and honor him. We're open and transparent and honest, present and full of peace and joy. We're walking in love. We're kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best. Keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Ways that we responded with faith and positivity in the face of adversities, maybe. Ways that we were obedient, we took action, we persevered when things got tough. We gave ourselves or others grace when we missed the mark. What are some ways you walked in the light? Just experiencing that connection with God. You got that fellowship with God, fellowship with people. When you walk in the light. And then we've all got buttons in our life. Buttons in our emotions or buttons in our heart that can get pushed. They make us want to step out of that. They make us want to lose our positioning in the light. But the good news is we'll make those corrections. We can get right back in in just about two seconds. But you think back over the last day. What were the things that pushed your buttons? Some symptoms of that. You got broken fellowship with God or with people. You feel like there's a strain in the relationship. Maybe you're snapping at people, you got stress or frustration, you got the heaviness and pressure of the problems on you. Rather than that lightness and freedom that comes in the light. Maybe you're lacking self-control or responded in a harsh or angry way. Feeling down or depressed, complaining, venting, being ungrateful. Maybe you're toiling in your mind, stress and worry, prioritizing Money and stuff over people maybe being stingy or hoarding things rather than being generous. Maybe you didn't give yourself grace when you missed the mark. Maybe you didn't give somebody else grace. Maybe you retaliated at them. You gave them the silent treatment or avoided them. Maybe we were focused on lack, not enough time, not enough resources, not enough money, whatever it was. Rather than these promises that we have in Christ, that God is more than enough. When we're out of position, we feel unfulfilled. Like something's missing. Because when we're in the light, there's fullness in Christ. And so we're going to ask God to help us to reprogram those buttons today. So Heavenly Father, we're just so grateful. We get the opportunity every moment of every day to walk in the light with you. The fullness that's found in him, in Christ. The peace and the joy and the love and the fellowship. Father, we ask you to forgive us for any, any moments in our day where we lost our positioning. We stepped out of that. We stepped out of that fellowship with you or with others. We lost our peace. We lost our joy. We lost that fullness that's in Christ. And we thank you that what you put within us is more than enough to help us to respond to whatever was pushing our buttons in a beautiful, graceful way. 
we take that pressure off of ourselves, we forgive ourselves, we're going to take those steps to humble ourselves in any relationships that need some peace in them, to get that peace back. And Father, we're asking you to help us to cultivate and to grow what you put within us. So that whatever used to put our, push our buttons in the past, now we respond in a beautiful, graceful way. Full of the fruit of the Spirit, walking in the light. And we thank you that the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. And said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We'd all missed it. We'd all turned to our own way of doing things. And God laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was crushed. He was destroyed. He was smitten by God. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. And God raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand. And as amazing as it sounds, he raised us up together with him, made us sit together with him. He made us one. And communion is a celebration of our union with him, being joined together as one. So, Father, I thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness. And transfers us into the light, into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us a fresh start in life. Get to walk out this day today in a covenant relationship with God. So, Father, I thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right, let's talk about health and fitness real quick. Practical application into our health and fitness. I believe fitness is one of the best ways for us to practice exercising our faith, exercising these principles. Like we talked about yesterday, I want you to focus on whenever you do movements, there's a push and a pull. Again, imagine you're doing a push-up. And as you go down into that push-up, rather than just going down, letting gravity take you down, Use your upper back muscles to pull you down into that push-up. And as you do that, as you engage or turn on the upper back muscles, the muscles on the front of the body that push you back up are going to get relaxed. They're going to get into a stretched position. They're going to store up that potential energy. If they're fighting on the way down, they're going to get tired. But when you actively pull down with your upper back, you're elongating those muscles. You're creating that potential energy. You're going to find a new source of energy, a new source of strength at the bottom of that push-up. And then you're going to activate the other muscles and push back up. And as you do that, the opposite side is going to get into that stretch position. And you're going to build the potential on the other side. It's just this begins to feed this virtuous cycle. 
where one side makes the other side better. And I believe that's the way God intended it to be. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center dot com.